was an overdubbed solo. I love this as a three-piece thing. It comes to us via the surround sound mixes that were released a few years back. This is just one of the channels. It's a fortuitous one. It's a revelation. It's just piano, bass and drums. And I've also dropped a couple of moments of vocal in there just to give it a bit of colour here and there. It was quite difficult because they're running at slightly different speeds and I had to do some jiggering and pokering. And I've posted my full attempt to sync the vocal with the piano bass drums to make a sort of 171170 Benny and the Jets on my YouTube page. It does go a bit janky towards the end. Anyway, hello and welcome to episode 20 of the I Guess That's Why They Call It The Elton John Podcast podcast. Today's episode is going to be a revisitation of the topic from episode one called Elton's Buried Treasure. The idea being that I highlight the instrumental and vocal parts that ended up being a bit buried in the released mixes. Not that I'm knocking the mixes or anything like that, but sometimes it's interesting to see what's underneath. Episode one was based around using out-of-phase stereo, which I attempted to describe and failed fairly miserably, um, where basically anything that's mixed centrally in the stereo field is cancelled out and you're left with things that were mixed to the wings. Um, That usually means that vocals and bass go and things like solos go typically as well. Um, This episode, Buried Treasure Volume 2 is going to go in even deeper um, because there have been not just these surround sound mixes that have come out um, and where you can isolate certain channels. There's a few of those in today's episode, but also I've come across some sets of multi-tracks where individual tracks, each instrument is given its own track. This is obviously something of a game changer.
interesting to hear an actual studio ending for that song. A bit of a surprise, as is the alternate guitar solo, probably a uh, earlier attempt from Davey. I don't know how these multi-tracks came to be liberated for the Elton John community, but obviously the wrong guitar track was used there. I love all the haze throughout that solo, so I, I turned them right up. And as you'll have heard, I highlighted the acoustic guitar at the beginning, and I brought some different instruments in here and there. Hopefully that was some sort of a coherent listen. You didn't just feel like you were on some sort of I'm still standing roller coaster. Moving back a bit to the final glory days of the classic Elton John band, the first iteration of it. This is an isolation of Elton's lead vocal from Philadelphia Freedom. Once again, how this came into the collector's hands, I have no idea. If the cause was right, I'd leave to find an answer on the road. I used to be a heart beating for someone, but the times have changed. The less I say, the more my work gets done. Cause I live and breathe. This Philadelphia freedom From the day that I was born I waved the flag Philadelphia freedom took me knee high to a man Yeah Give me a piece of mind my daddy never had Freedom shine on me, my love. Shine a light through the eyes of the one left behind. Shine a light, shine the light. Shine the light, won't you shine the light? Fill up, double freedom. I love you. Yes, I do. I've dropped in the music here and there to cover some of the gaps. What I've done now is I've blended that in with an out-of-phase stereo extraction of the song to strip out the lead vocal. That highlights the falsetto part and also Gene Page's wonderfully sensual glissandos. Between the eyes. 
actually re-EQ'd some bass back into the mix, by the way, to give it a bit more balance, and it worked so much better than I'd expected it to. Um, now, to bring everything together, I'm going to add in that isolated lead vocal. Um, if you're really paying attention, you'll realise that that's a pretty pointless thing for me to be doing, because basically that's all of the elements reinstated back into their place in a really bad mix by me. However, in this uh, isolated vocal, there's a few interjections towards the end that found their way onto there. I don't know how, but they got mixed out eventually. But have a listen to them, they're quite fun. A veil of doubt through your freedom Shine on me My love, yeah Shine a light Through the eyes of the ones left behind Shine the light, shine the light Shine the light, but you shine the light Veil of doubt through your freedom I love it. You know I love it. Yeah. You know I love you. Yes, I do. Got me a freedom. I love you. Yes, I do. I love these little snippets of extended fade out. We don't get much, do we, in the Elton John community? It's just scraps. Um, not like the Beatles are going to get uh, with their incredible six disc, whatever it is, white album retrospective. Makes me sad. Here is another multi track mix that I've put together. It's another one from the classic years. How great is this? Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Instrumental this time, totally instrumental, with a guitar dropped out here and there to highlight. Elton's barnstorming piano track.
that doesn't fade out like the version on the album does. So I thought I'd play the whole thing. There's so much bottom end on that piano. He's playing it so heavily. It's got to have hurt. Elton said in an interview for Rolling Stone in 2014, the following, he said, I vividly remember recording Saturday Night's Right for Fighting. I couldn't seem to get the piano part right. So when the band played bass, drums and guitar, I laid on the floor and did the vocal live. And then I put my piano part on afterwards. It was an odd way of doing it. But I remember doing that because it felt, for some reason, the four of us, me playing live, it just didn't work. So I overdubbed my piano afterwards and sang the vocal live. That just shows the degree to which these songs were recorded live as a unit with Elton playing and singing in everything else. I think there's a couple of overdubbed guitars in there, probably more. Um, there's so much going on. Dee and Nigel are as solid as anything, of course, holding the whole shebang together. Unfortunately, in order to highlight the guitar and the piano, I was a bit mean on Nigel in my mix. But I'm going to make up for that right now. Here I've used the mix from the CD, The Superior Sound of Elton John, which was a really dynamic set of mixes that Gus did for a compilation towards the beginning of the uh, CD era. I chose this mix because the backing vocals are particularly highlighted and so is Nigel, unmistakably Nigel on the drums. Once again, I've stuck some grubby re-EQ'd bass back into the mix to make it a little bit more palatable. When he comes back out of the bridge into the chorus, it's also languid. The song slows right down. It sounds like he's drunk, 
staggering around a kind of weepy kind of drunk going back in for another wave of self-pity. It's widely accepted that Nigel excels with ballads. There's a new interview in Rolling Stone uh, where he talks about his approach. He says, I play to the lyrics and the low end of the piano. I describe myself as a descriptive drummer. It's basically what you leave out. If there's a break in a song, in some songs you expect this huge drum solo to come out. I'll leave that out. So it's all the anticipation. That's my style of playing. And it's worked out well for me. It's a really fascinating interview. He seems to have a really impressive recollection of the early days. I'd love to talk to him about those pre-Elton John band days because he seems to have a good memory. Anyway, if there was ever an example of Nigel drumming to the lyrics and structuring a drum part around the listener's anticipated drum part, then it's here in his work on Someone Save My Life Tonight. The next one is a bit of a complex beast. Although Sacrifice comes across as a simple tune, it's actually very involved. Um, I know this because I've seen the multi-tracks. There are 10 separate elements to the drum track. There are about 10 different keyboard sounds, two basses, a guitar, and then the vocals. It's a lot to take in. So I'm gonna build up the drum part first I'm going to start with a hi-hat, which was played by Jonathan Moffat. I believe that every other element here is synthesized and programmed. They're just too perfect to be triggered by a human. So alongside the hi-hat is kick drum, there's a delayed snare drum, and toms. This is the basis of the drum track. On top of that are four more synthesized percussion sounds. Played alongside the snare on the fourth beat of the bar are what's described as side stick and conga. Um, much easier for us to make out. We're sort of halfway between the second and third beat is a hand clap. And then finally mixed off to the right is a cabasa, a metallic shakery kind of sound. It's difficult to explain what it is unless you can picture it. There was some processing done on that tripled up snare sound. Chris Thomas did something to make it sound like a kind of icy cough. Whatever he did, he seems to have done it in the mix. Um, and he also added some delay to the hand clap. And although we get the snare delay here in the multi-track, it's got its own track. The hand clap delay didn't get its own track. So my attempt is going to be quite different. Here it is. And here's Chris's mix. His version is pulsing with delay. It kind of makes sense that you'd get a song about two parties playing out the end of their relationship in a cool, icy, isolated manner. And then you'd set it to a rhythm track that's just frozen, stiff and robotic. 
as this one is. Still, I reckon it would be nice to hear a warmer mix. And since I had the individual tracks, I thought I'd have a go at putting one together. But first though, I'm gonna show you what's there and what the different keyboard sounds are in the song. At the center of the introduction and the chorus is a track that's labeled Fred Voices. This in itself is a mix of, I think, three different pad sounds. One's got a panpipe-like quality. One has a horn-like quality. And the third one is a high, clear tone. Here it plays the third of the chord, which is an F. Mixed in with that, all the way through the song, is Elton's keyboard sound, a fairly classic electric piano type sound. There's this wired little electric guitar part with a keyboard backing it, which sort of adds some reverb. And then another keyboard sound that answers it, which is a slightly bell-like sound, like this. And so, all together. Fred's pads drop out for the verse, then they come back in for the pre-chorus along with the bell-like sound and, excitingly, some living, breathing, acoustic piano. Then, for the chorus, all of the other pads are augmented with some synth strings which are played on the Fairlight by the sounds of things. Some extra synthesized horns herald the end of the chorus. For the second verse, there's a lovely sequenced keyboard which has a stereo effect, along with some lighter synth strings this time.
that's basically all of the sounds. The electric guitar doesn't return until the instrumental refrain after the second chorus, by which time it's a little bit longer the line, it started to answer itself, and it comes back again in the outro in the same manner. What really stands out to me in this track is Romeo Williams's bass line, wonderfully human sounding throughout. That's at the heart of the mix that I've made. Have a listen out for the second higher bass line, which itself is made up of chords, which comes in for the outro, it's beautiful. I've tried to put some reverb on Elton's vocal, by the way. It's not great reverb, it has to be said, it's just from Audacity, uh, which is a free computer program. But it's better than it being totally dry, which is how it came to me in this set of multi-tracks. Anyway, here's my attempts at an organic sounding mix of Sacrifice.
Anyone want to listen to Sacrifice again? No? If you do desire to have another listen, I found that comparing the reissued Sleeping with the Past Sacrifice with the Diamonds Sacrifice, yes, I have bought it. Um, it's a very different beast, the Diamonds version. Uh, it's, uh, I'm pretty sure it's a remix. Have a listen. Uh, it's pretty apparent. I've also read on the Steve Hoffman forum that there's a difference in the mixes between the American and the European editions of the Diamonds box. I don't know if that's true, as if I didn't have enough to worry about. Anyway, I shall continue. Here is another one of those fortuitous channels from the surround sound remix of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road this time. This is Sweet Painted Lady with just drums, piano and bass. Time to get your lyric sheet out. Who am I kidding? You don't need a lyric sheet. There's a problem with the piano on this track. It gets really choppy as the track progresses, so I'll leave it at that. Here's another track from Goodbye Elibric Road. This highlights Elton's vocal this time, along with a few shimmery piano ornaments. Here's Elton harmonizing with himself on Roy Rogers. Sometimes it seems there's nothing there at all. You just seem older than yesterday, and you're waiting for tomorrow to call. You draw to the curtains, and one thing's for certain you're cozy in your little room. 
The cop that's all paid for, God bless the TV. Let's go shoot a hole in the moon. Oh, and Roy Rogers is riding tonight, returning to our silver screens. Comic book characters never grow old. Evergreen heroes whose stories were told. Oh, the great sequin cowboy who sings out the blains. Roundups and rustlers and home on the range. Turn on the TV, shut out the lights. Roy Rogers is riding tonight. Unfortunately, my knowledge of country music doesn't really go very far. Perhaps there's an artist he's emulating here with his southern drawl. I don't know who it is. Without the strings and without David's slide work to sweeten the mix, it comes across as somewhat harsh. Just a load of accent. But my goodness, what a voice underneath all of that. Here's a song that I played around a little bit with in the Davy Johnson biography episode. Um, it's Holiday Inn. By taking out the central channel, we lose Elton's vocal quite cleanly and it highlights Davy's parts. Unfortunately, we lose um, David Glover's bass part. The backing vocals are prevalent I can't pick out any individual voices, but apparently we've got Leslie Duncan, as well as Sue and Sonny in there, and many others, including Nigel and Dee, and Roger Cook. There's some wonderful playing from Davey, especially over the instrumental solo, and also shifts the perspective a little bit on the strings, and makes for a completely different listen. Have a listen through to Holiday Inn.
time for the final track in this little outing. It's another multi-track extravaganza. This time it's the Academy Award, Golden Globe and Grammy Award winning Can You Feel the Love Tonight from The Lion King. Yes, it saw quite a lot of success, but I thought I could do a better mix. Only kidding. It's another complex one. There's loads going on. Listen out for these. You've got a synthesized bass drum. There's a shaker, cymbals, bass guitar. There's a, a very delayed acoustic guitar, piano. There are some twinkles from a metallophone. Elton's beautiful vocal and backing vocals from Kiki and Gary Barlow. It's enough for this wide-eyed wanderer that we got this far. And can you feel the love tonight? I was led to It's enough to make kings and vagabonds believe the very best. I can't get over how pure and honest Elton's voice sounds. I know it doesn't have any reverb here, but it doesn't feel like it needs any. I have to admit, this song was not really a favourite of mine, but hearing it like that with everything stripped away, I can see this simple elegant melody for what it is. That bit was the second chorus. It's a very efficient song, this one. Verse, chorus, verse, chorus, end. They threw quite a bit of instrumentation at it, though, including some real horns. Here's the first chorus this time, just Elton's vocal with what I believe is a multi-tracked French horn. And can you feel the love tonight? How is late? An oboe and a clarinet, I think, join Elton in the second verse. There's a rhyme and reason to the wild outdoors When the heart of the star-crossed voyager beats in time with yours And can you feel the love tonight? 
So to mop up the other instruments here, there's a portamento keyboard that backs the French horn an octave higher. Here they are together in the introduction to the song. to turn it up too high. There are also some synthesized strings in the intro and they turn up elsewhere during the song but they're not going to feature in my mix and I haven't spent very long balancing them out here. bit of keyboard is across the choruses it's a mixture of a harpsichord type sound and what sounds like a clavichord plays through a Leslie speaker which gives it that phasey rotary type sound this is the section of the song coming into the second chorus and there are some extra fluty type sounds coming in here as well Okay, so it remains for me to say goodbye. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. There were loads of great tunes today turned upside down. I hope you don't feel too giddy. Here's to another 20 episodes. Lots of delights to come. Please send me an email. Uh, if I haven't replied to you, I promise I will. I'm getting there. Um, if you've got any comments or suggestions or corrections or anything, you can put them in an email or you can add them to the Facebook group. Yes, the Facebook group. Here's my slightly less shimmery mix of Can You Feel The Love Tonight? Fall.
time for everyone If they only learn That the twisting kaleidoscope Moves us all and turns There's a rhyme and reason To the wild outdoors When the heart of the star-crossed voyager time with yours And can you feel the love tonight It is where we are It's enough It's enough to make kings